This episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast is sponsored by the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. As a woman in the modern world, our hormones are taking a battering. They're impacted by the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, such as when we eat out of plastic takeaway containers, or even worse, reheat food in them. Please don't do this. If you're handling FPOS receipts, filling the car with fuel, eating non-organic produce that hasn't been washed effectively, plus so much more things add to our toxic load every day. Even though our bodies are designed to effectively manage toxins, they haven't evolved as quickly as our toxic world has, unfortunately. So our body does need support. Symptoms such as stubborn weight gain, fatigue, disrupted periods, irritability, and gut health issues can be a sign that you'd benefit from a gentle detox. And that's why I developed the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. This free guide has an abundance of information to get you started on your very own DIY detox. And if you'd like to upgrade to VIP, it's only $47 for a limited time. I used to sell this program for $247. The upgrade gives you the recipes, including plenty of uh, plant-based options, the meal planner, the shopping list template, the video workshop, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Hi, I'm Susie Garden, and this is the Ageless and Awesome podcast. I'm an age-defying naturopath and clinical nutritionist, and I'm here to bust myths around women's health and aging so that you can be ageless and awesome in your 40s, 50s, and beyond. The Ageless and Awesome podcast is dedicated to helping women through perimenopause and menopause with great health, a positive mindset, and outrageous confidence. Hit subscribe or follow now, and let's get started. Hello, gorgeous one, and welcome to Q&A Thursday. I have a question this week from Bryony from Cairns, and I love her question because it's about a problem that many, many women have and they don't want to talk about it, and that is urinary tract infections. So Bryony's question was basically, help, (laughs) I'm going through perimenopause and I'm getting urinary tract infections, which has not really been a problem before. What can I do? What's going on? Is perimenopause a factor in this? And absolutely it is. Um, Just to give you some stats, um, so around 20 to 40% of women who get a UTI will get another one. I'm sorry if you can hear that crow in the background. (laughs) I don't know if you can or not, but I'm just going to continue recording. Um, And there was a 2019 study that showed that if a woman gets two infections during a six-month period or three infections within a 12-month period, they're considered to have recurrent UTIs, UTIs meaning urinary tract infections. And the chance of getting recurrent UTIs increases as we progress through menopause. And this study found that around 19 to 36% of perimenopausal rather females experience recurrent UTIs. However, After menopause, it increases around 55%. So 55% of postmenopausal women have recurrent UTIs. So that's two to three or more a year. 
And there, there is a very specific reason for this, and that is because the drop in the levels of estrogen leads to changes in the lining of the bladder, and this results in a change in the microbiome that we have in our genital area. So I don't know if you know this, I don't know if this is common knowledge or not, but as well as having a gut microbiome, we have other microbiomes around the body, including a genital or urogenital microbiome. And it is impacted by the decline in estrogen in perimenopause and very much so postmenopause. Yay! (laughs) Something else to look forward to. So, you know, the, the thing is the change in the microbiome itself then reduces the natural defense mechanisms against UTIs. And, you know, this change in microbiome is not just from the drop in estrogen at any time during our lifespan, if we have a change in that microbiome, and usually that will be because of antibiotic use. It could be if you have an STI, it could be uh, if you have thrush, something like that, which is generally because of a change in the microbiome anyway, but then that can increase your chance of getting UTIs. Um, There's many reasons that you can get a change in that microbiome, but specifically in perimenopause and menopause, it's because of this uh, drop in estrogen. So the main kind of bacteria that is in our urogenital microbiome is lactobacillus. Now you may have heard of lactobacillus. The main two kind of bacteria I think people tend to have heard of are lactobacillus and bifidobacterium, and that's what you get in yogurt, right? And you may have heard that you can apply yogurt to the genital area to help with the microbiome. And I think that's probably fine to do. To be honest, I haven't looked up the research on this before recording this podcast, but I I don't think that would be harmful. Um, So lactobacillus is your primary kind of bacteria in your healthy vagina. And this is a really interesting part, I guess. See, the vaginal walls release something called glycogen and it's glycogen is stored glucose. So the vaginal walls release glycogen and the lactobacilli, or that's multiple lactobacillus, ferment it, ferment this glycogen. And that produces something called lactic acid. And it's the lactic acid that helps stop these other types of bacteria that can cause harm from inhabiting that area. So the presence of this lactobacilli creates a microbiome in the vagina that protects it against other types of bacteria and what we call pathogenic bacteria. And pathogenic bacteria are those that are causing illness or problems. So um, this is the thing. When we get the drop in estrogen, we get lower levels of the lactobacilli and therefore the pH, because we have less of that uh, lactic acid, the environment becomes more alkaline. So our pH increases. And this combination of things creates this environment that's more vulnerable to infections. Now, other risk factors for UTIs can be if you have diabetes, because the urine is sweeter, sorry, sweeter, it has more sugar in it, so, um, or has sugar in it. And so the bacteria like that, Uh, If you have a history of UTIs, as I mentioned at the beginning, then you're more likely to have more. Um, Hygiene around sex is also important. And if you have urinary incontinence, which is 
very common in women, particularly post-childbirth, then that's also a risk factor for having recurrent UTIs. So what to do about it? So prevention is obviously going to be the main goal. And there's a heap of things we can do as women to help prevent UTIs in this context or in any context, really. One of the big things is hydration, of course. If we're, if we're drinking lots of water, it means we're going to be urinating more. Every time we urinate, we're just passing you know, that urine through the urinary tract and that washes it out. So if there are bacteria that are starting to kind of colonize there and gather there, if you're frequently urinating, that is going to wash that out. So that is a huge um, part of prevention. And also treatment. If you've got a UTI, you feel like you're getting one, increase your hydration dramatically. And that can often just help make it go away. Um, another big one is not wearing underwear at night. Do not wear under, let, let, let (laughs) the lady parts breathe at night. So don't wear underwear at night unless you absolutely have to. Um, Wear bamboo or cotton underwear so that there is a breathability to those uh, fibers during the day. Use water to clean yourself. There's no need to use perfumed uh, soaps and other products that does mess with the pH of your vaginal area and your urogenital microbiome. As I mentioned, if it gets more alkaline, then that provides a much uh, better environment for bacteria and pathogens to proliferate and cause problems. Warm water is all you need to clean that area. You do not need to use perfumed soaps. Uh, and other washes. You do not need to use deodorant for this area either. Please keep it as natural as possible. Also, obviously, eating a healthy diet is always going to be great and supporting your immune system is always going to be a great um, a way of preventing any disease in the body. And if you do feel like you're getting a UTI, uh, the signs of that can be like you're peeing razor blades or just very uncomfortable. Sometimes it's not so much peeing razor blades, but just feeling a very uh, a sense of discomfort, I guess, right towards the end, particularly of, of that urination. There can be a different smell to the urine. The urine can look cloudy. So make sure you look in the toilet. And if you feel like you, maybe you're getting a UTI, is the urine clear or is it cloudy? And so you can do things like increase your hydration immediately. Um, vitamin C has some evidence around it. Um, I always like to take my vitamin C in a powder form anyway, because it increases my hydration. So you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. Uh, Cranberry is, it's, (laughs) there's some evidence for cranberry. I think it's worth taking. It's certainly not harmful. So whether it's cranberry juice, I personally prefer uh, to prescribe cranberry extract because then you know exactly that you're getting the dose and you're not getting all of the sugar that's associated with the cranberry juice. Um, echinacea is always a good thing for immune support and taking some very specific probiotics and they have to be lactobacillus probiotics. If you're taking a general probiotic every day, I would really advise you to stop um, unless you have a specific reason or it's been prescribed for you. A lot of those probiotics that you're just buying off the shelf, they've just... They're, they can be problematic. They can mess with your own microbiome. Your own microbiome is the best microbiome. You're better off feeding that 
than putting more probiotics in there that are going to compete with it. Uh, But if you do feel like you're getting a UTI or if you get recurrent UTIs, lactobacillus probiotics are the best ones to take. So I hope that's been helpful, Bryony. Thank you so much for the question. I know this is a something that women don't necessarily like to talk about that often, but I think it's really, really important to understand what's going on with your um, vaginal health, particularly in the context of perimenopause and menopause. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Ageless and Awesome podcast. If you liked today's episode, please make sure you click the little plus button if you're on Apple Podcasts or the follow button if you're on Spotify so that you can get each new episode delivered to you every single week. If you like free stuff and who doesn't, then head over to suzygarden.com and grab my eight essential age-defying secrets every woman over 40 should know right now. Or if you'd like to continue the discussion, head over to Instagram and DM me at Wellness. I'd love to connect with you.